Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome back to episode 62 of Boot to the Face, our year-end Wrestle Kingdom predictions, the whole nine, and I will be trying out, taste testing for the first time, El Segundo Brewing Company's Broken Skull IPA that Marty sent me, which I'm not even going to say how Chick Foley got his first, you know, whatever, Marty. First Um, of all... (laughs) <laughs> they were delivered the same damn day. It's, it's not my fault that somebody was sitting around at home and somebody was at work. I don't. I'm not gonna say names, but obviously somebody had it been sitting at home that when it was delivered. You know the fact that we do a podcast together and somebody you ain't ever even met before got theirs the same day I got mine is just disrespectful. You know what though? You still got your beer like six months earlier than I got my signed Santana. Garrett picture. Just saying. Whose Just fault was that? You gave me yours. the address. Bullshit. I gave you the same address every damn time I looked back and nope, same address. It's not my fault you wrote down the wrong fucking thing. I wrote it down exactly how you gave it to me and they sent that shit back from California and was like, we can't find this motherfucker. It probably sat in your mailbox for two weeks because you don't check your mail. <laughs> well... <laughs> You probably got something in your mailbox right now from me for Christmas and don't even know about it. Oh, uh, well, uh, no, because I checked my mail on Friday. So if mm. it did, unless it showed up yesterday, I didn't check because my bell, my apartment complex is fucking weird, dude. Like the the like post room is attached to like the main office. So when they're not there, they're closed. So like they open up the post office, the post room like around 10, not nine o'clock and they close it at six o'clock. I'm fucking at work by those times, so it's like all my days off I are the only days I can check my mail. Uh, well, today here on Boot to the Face, like I said, I'll be reviewing the the Broken Skull IPA, which I can't promise everybody's gonna like my reviews on it because I've never had it before, and I'm not an IPA fan, but I am a Steve Austin fan, so I've wanted to try this for the longest. Uh, we're gonna hit on a couple things we missed last week. A big omission we made, Marty, that I realized today in the gym. This morning, we made from the Booty Awards last week that I'm going to touch on and award somebody. Oh, and award somebody an award after the award show. Never before done in the history of Boot to the Face Awards. Somebody's going to get an award the week later, and that person deserves it. And we should be ashamed of ourselves that we forgot. So, how was your week? While you're talking about it, I'm going to open this IPA and pour it in my. Dallas Cowboys mug. Why are you going to go and spoil an amazing beer by drinking it in a shit glass like that? Just the glass is going to make the beer taste bad. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and hedge your bets now on why the beer sucks. <laughs> Anyways. It smells... It smells I can... Man, why didn't we record this last night? I have to work now. I, I want to pop one open. I only have one left, too. 
I um no, my week's been all right, not too bad. <clears throat> been kind of off and on with the flu all week again. I never get sick, and I've been sick. I, it's probably been about six, seven years since the last time I got sick, and I've been sick twice in the last month, and it kind of sucks. Um, other than that, though, it's been you know Christmas was good. How was your Christmas? Hope you had a good Christmas. How was that? It was good. It was busy. Uh, you know, Christmas Eve we go to both sides of Leanne's family's house, the mom's side, and then we stay the night at the father's side. Wake up Christmas morning, have breakfast with them, come home, the kids open their gifts they got from Santa, and then later in the day we go to my family side, who I had family all from uh, from Missouri and Florida and all over the country came, and everybody wore Team Trey shirts for my son, so that was cool. And uh, yeah, Christmas was good, and then right back to work on Wednesday. Um, you went back to work on Wednesday? Wednesday, I'm sorry, Thursday, the very next day, the 26th. So, other than that, it was good, man. Uh, as far as being sick, you know, I was kind of sick. I think I'm something like a mutant. Like, I'll get sick really bad for a day and a half, maybe, and then it'll just be gone, like, two days later. So, you know, my wife and kids will be fighting the flu for a week at a time, and I'll just kind of get really, really sick. Uh, the other thing is they don't like to rest, either. Like, when I get sick, I shut everything down, and I think that that helps out a lot. Yeah, I'm kind of saying, well, I'll get really bad like one day, maybe a day and a half, and then I'll be fine, but I'll have something lingering like, you know, stuffed nose or something like that, and that's about it. But I do the same thing. I, I will, like last Sunday, I uh, I didn't, I, I stayed home after we recorded, and I literally slept the whole damn day. So, um, no, I mean, other than that, the week has been pretty good. Um, I'm not going to lie. Only rest I watched this week has been New Japan. Didn't watch. I still haven't watched Raw or SmackDown just because it's kind of busy. You didn't even miss I had like, much. Even though I had like three days off, um, I had Christmas through Friday off, but I was just busy doing stuff, and then obviously I was trying not to be um, trying to get better. Um, but other than that, no, it's been a good week. Glad watched, it's uh, the holidays. I watched SmackDown are... at like one o'clock this morning, and then I watched NXT UK. Like I hadn't, I hadn't watched NXT UK in a while. And so the episode I clicked on, I'm like, all right, let's see where I'm at. And apparently Tony Storm has been missing since she lost the title, which I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came back and she was coming out for a match and she's wrestling Killer Kelly. And I'm all excited, like, oh, shit, like this is about to be dope as hell. And before I can even post like how dope it is, the match is over and it was trash. <laughs> like I've never been more disappointed in a match I didn't know was happening. That was like a surprise than I was in that match. Let's get into this. uh <laughs> Broken Skull IPA real fast, Marty, and and see what my uneducated palate thinks of it. So, here we go. It tastes like a normal IPA. Actually, you know what? It's not as bitter as most IPAs are. It's a little smoother. Um... Exactly. So here's the thing. I'm not the biggest IPA fan. I will drink them, but I usually stay away from them. Um, I'm more of like an amber ale, um, and that's kind of where I go, or a log, like a, a dark lager. Um, but I will drink an IPA, um, especially oh my if I God. go to like. That was awful. I just took another sip. Ugh. That's what IPA tastes like. Ugh. My oh, God. This, this guy. What the? F- who drinks this shit? 
Why would somebody pay so much money for this? Because it's fucking amazing. No, but it's really not. I need it really is white Zippendale or something to get. You know this what? Fucking taste Just because you have a fucking a an alcohol palate of a seventeen year old white girl doesn't mean that that's why you don't fucking know how to take take an IPA down. That's I why you drink. That's why you drink your whiskey with pop. That's why you drink your freaking Zimas. That's why you drink your White Claws. That's why you know what. We're done right now. I'm I'm not talking to you for. So am I supposed to fake and act like this shit is good because Stone Cold slapped his name on there? No, it's trash. It's fucking amazing. You just said yourself you don't even like IPA, and that's what. But I love Broken Skull. No, you don't. You love Steve Austin, and you're giving him a pass because you don't want to shit on his product. First of all, that's not it. This is garbage. I'm gonna keep drinking it though. Because I can taste the alcohol content in it, and I kind of need it. I did. That, 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 there is some good alcohol content on there. You know, I'm I'm mostly bullshitting about it. Like, it's not awful. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but compared to a lot of the IPAs, like, I used to try IPAs a lot when I got my job uh, at an alcohol distributing company, and I didn't like a lot of them. The, the one I liked the most was probably Boulevard Tropical Ale, made in my hometown in Kansas City, Missouri. That's the only one I really like. Um, but this one's not bad. It's a lot smoother than the other IPAs I've tried. It's still got a bit of an aftertaste, but I'm not a craft beer person. Like, I'm not a douchey, uh, hipster, fucking want to pay way more money for less content type motherfucker. Like, That's I was just like buying my Crown Royal and getting my drink on like that. I don't, I don't need all, to go sit at a fucking growler with a bunch of some bitch with tight ass capri pants on while we're, and beards while we're sipping on this over overpriced disgusting ass IPA. You want to just keep shitting on me? This you want to just keep shitting on me right now? I'm not even talking about you. I'm just I'm talking just about saying, people in general. You got to go drinking IPAs, drinking about growlers, talking about beers. I mean, do you want to just keep hitting the marks? Fucking drunk white girl but over here. But you don't Shit. wear capris, so I wasn't talking about you. How do you know? Do maybe you? maybe when I go to the when I go to the breweries, maybe I do. Gotta fit in with the crowd. Changed since October. Not, not really. You dick. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Thanks. Appreciate this that. For you. And Santana Garrett. And Santana Garrett. There we go. I was gonna wait. I was like, no, you know what? Maybe I won't get one in there this year, this this episode. And then I'm like, no, I gotta get one at least once. So when we do, gotta get that good name out there at least once in our final episode of the year. We do WWE Access. If she's there, we gotta take a picture with boots to the face T-shirts on with her. I wonder if she'll recognize the name. Oh, she will. (laughs) Well, Marty. We had an omission last week that I want to apologize to the listeners for. And nobody told me. Nobody, like, corrected us on it. But I found it out. Moment of the year last year, we didn't even nominate Roman Reigns coming back from cancer. First of all, hold on. There was no omission because I wrote – I told you that. I put that in the when, – when we were talking about it, and moment of the year, I gave you that was one of the moments, and you didn't put it on there. So I'm like, oh, maybe he didn't really care for that one as much as I thought he would because I texted uh, now, you that. I must have missed, I must have missed that because there's no way I would have left that one off on purpose. So then that's, that's my fault. So if you texted to me, I'm not even going to go back and check 
I'll believe you, even though I know you're probably full of shit. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns, and not only should he have been nominated, should've he should have won. won. So Kofi, you're just gonna have to take your whatever other awards you won, New Day Tag Team and Faction of the Year, and keep that one because the moment of the year goes to my guy, my favorite male wrestler in the world, beating cancer, coming back in Atlanta when I was in the building, by the way. And it made me think of it listening back, Marty, because you talked about how you were in the crowd for three of the four moments of the year. I was in the crowd for the moment of the year, the night Roman Reigns came back and announced that he beat cancer. So y'all can't see this, but cheers, Roman, with this fucking gross IPA. But thank you, Marty. I appreciate you sending me one and letting me try it. And because I know it was harder to acquire and hard to get here. I am definitely going to drink the entire thing. And who knows, by the time I get to the end of it, I might like it. And trust me, by the time I get to the end of that one, the next one tastes even better. <laughs> Is that how IPAs work? Yes, gotta, it's exactly. That's why when you go to the, that's why when you go to the brewery and they have like there's so there's there's, like, there's one brewery I go to out here and all they all they serve is IPAs, but they have some like funky ass flavor. I mean, I'm talking I'm talking like banana split and like Neapolitan. Like, this shit is amazing. They did crazy-ass fucking names, but they are delicious. Years ago, that was Fruity Pebbles flavored, and it was fantastic. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, Me and my buddy Ryan Sautel, who I went to high school with, he lives in L.A., out there with you. And he was back in town, and we went to, like, the Tilted Kilt. And the girl was letting us just try stuff for free. She's like, this one tastes like Fruity Pebbles. I guess she saw my face. While I was drinking all the other bullshit she was giving us, she was like, oh, he likes girly drinks. So she gave me the Fruity Pebbles one, and it was fantastic. Well, at least she recognized it, because we all do. Hey, man, uh, I like what I like. No, but I, yeah, it's like it's a bunch of hazy IPAs, stuff like that, but they oh. are delicious. And um, But then you look at the alcohol content, and it's like 8.7, 10.5, hitting that 12-point yeah. mark. I'm like, yeah. fuck it, just keep that shit. And I always wonder, like, how the fuck am I only drinking like three beers here and I'm drunk off my ass? It's like, oh, because they're all average of 10%. That's why. Maybe I should start out with a Crown Royal Neat and then go to IPA the next time I'm out somewhere. Try it that way. The problem is, well, yeah, I mean, there you go like, drinking a Crown Royal. And you'll only If you're at a bar then, then you'll only be able to get whatever IPAs they have, like Goose or something like that. We got really good IPAs here. I, no, I know, I, but I, like a lot of like a lot of places that have like the really good IPAs, they're not gonna have the like the whiskey and spirits there because all they're gonna have is gonna be their IPA or their yeah. beers. And I will so. tell you, I love the names of IPAs. Like out here, we got Scofflaw Brewing Company in Atlanta, and I love the like they got one called Dirty Beaches that obviously we call Dirty Bitches. They got one called Fuck Cancer. Um, I don't think it's Scofflaw. I think it's another company out here. Got one called Sexual Chocolate. I like oh, when Mark, I'm Mark Henry out there making beer now too. Yeah. Shit. When I'm when I'm getting kegs at work, like I'll read the stuff every now and then. I'll take a random picture of them. But I just like I like reading the names of the. They they are very creative with their naming of the beers out here. But uh, I'm sorry, you were getting to something. I didn't mean to to um, jump in and. I don't recall where I was getting to. We tried talking about IPAs again, and my mind went through alcohol. And I so. apologize. Marty did text me moment of the year. 
he definitely put Roman returns, and I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. I think I missed it because right underneath the rock. rock returns. Yeah. So maybe that's how I, I don't know how I did it. That's my fuck up, everybody. My bad. And Roman won. So for me to leave, <laughs> for me to leave the winner off is just like a horrible omission. That's definitely my fault. But you know, it's kind of like when we could just say, like, you know, we wanted to give him his own show and announcement. You know. Yeah. So good go. job for you, Roman. You won an award on a non-award show. You know how much of a fucking badass you gotta be to do that. Da 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 da. Hey, Roman whooped King Corbin's ass last night too on SmackDown. He beat, he beat his ass the whole show. <laughs> like they came out to do the triple threat for the number one contenders match, and Roman came out beat him up. Then he beat him up again like halfway through, and then Corbin showed up for the triple threat match at the end of the night, and Roman came out and beat his ass again. <laughs> He's just whooping Corbin's ass for like two hours on SmackDown. Nice. Anyhow, um. There's a couple more things we need to cover real quick, Marty, before we get to the Wrestle Kingdom predictions. Um, did we talk about the Young Bucks quitting Twitter last week? We did not. What do you What do you think about that? I think it's an interesting move. Um, I think it's bullshit. But go ahead. Yeah, I I don't I don't see why the it's. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. But they pulled. They pulled a. Uh, I'm gonna grab my belt and I'm gonna go home. Um, that, that's exactly what they did. They didn't like what was being said, and they un. They just. I don't know if they didn't delete Twitter. They just. They just. Lo- they just like deactivated their accounts because their well, accounts they, are still there. They posted a, a long thing on Instagram about how. They think they're 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 taking the excuse of. We want to get away from social media as much and spend more time with our family. It was becoming too much and blah, blah, blah. But, hey, tune in to BTE and we'll still put all our stuff on there. So that's really what it is. The BTE numbers are dropping. So they're saying this is the only way you can see what we're thinking. I'm struggling with this IPA over here. I got burping like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's going to be jump before the episode's over, man. Um. I'm liking it. <laughs> the other thing I I don't Rucker, like about man. this, I'm not drunk, not drunk Marty. <laughs> the other thing I don't like about it, you spent years on Twitter, social media, trashing other companies, trashing other wrestlers, building up your empire. This is how AEW got started, and the second that you start to receive a little bit of criticism over the bullshit that you're pit- putting out, you can't handle it, and you leave. And you quit and you like and then to announce it also is just like, you know, they announced it. I didn't see an announcement. I just saw that no. Nick came off and then all of a sudden because Matt was on it for a while. No, they like, announced it. Nick was I saw Nick deactivate and then I was on for a little while. And then then I saw that later. I mean, I they, guess they, obviously with, with them being in the position they're in, they have to announce it. They can't just quit and not explain it. But to me, it's just a chicken shit move. Like as soon as the going gets tough, you quit. And that's that's the AEW fan base to me. That's the that's the new age generation behind me way of doing stuff. Like shit's getting hard, so I'm just gonna quit. Well, no, you spent all these years complaining and critiquing WWE and talking shit about WWE and why you're so much better than WWE. And now that you're getting some of that WWE <laughs> criticism, now all of a sudden your fucking skirt's a little hanging. And your panties are down, and you can't handle it. 
Marty's clearly not liking my Young Bucks critique because he's a Young Bucks mark. No, no, I, I have no problem with what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. I love the Bucks. Um, I told you, they may have lost a fan when they pulled out the Dallas Cowboy bullshit a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, see, can we not talk about football? Like, I appreciate you not talking about football the past couple weeks. I understand the Cowboys got a shot today of, like, getting in the play, but I don't even care. Like, I'm apathetic to it. Like I, I mean, never, their cowboys, never, are, cowboys are fighting to need shit to happen to get into, get in the playoffs. All they had Packers are playing for the number up. one seed. You know, it's exactly what I told you back. You know, week five. Um, but anyways, I I, I digress. Um, no, I am just joking about that. I'm not. I, the Bucks didn't lose a fan here, Dick. Uh, raising up that fucking Cowboys glass. What a douche. Um. No, I agree with everything you're saying about about what they did. I don't think that that's the right thing, the right move. Um, people are gonna shit on people. It's Twitter. That's the way that we talk about the wrestling Twitterverse on a weekly basis. How we talk about it, damn near on a daily basis. Um, when you're the head of a company and you're the the stars behind the 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 brand and the superstars that are out there that are getting their names out there and behind the product, you just gotta take it, man. Run with it, go with it. Don't acknowledge it. Just fucking see it, move on forward and past it. it the, if that was the case, if everyone who got shit on dropped off the internet, then there wouldn't be a fucking social media anymore. Like, get over that shit. That's fucking ridiculous. Don't go crying. Just stay there. Um, but you, like you said, they're trying to get more views on their YouTube, on uh, other stuff. And then, as far as like wanting to spend more time. You know, if you look at their Instagrams, that's they they usually post nothing but family on their Instagram, and that's all they've been posting. So I, I get that, um, but still, it's it's kind of kind of ridiculous. The one I'm not gonna lie, the one thing I was kind of waiting to see what would happen. I was wondering if like Tama Tonga was gonna jump in and start talking shit, and I He's haven't been seen busy that happen. with uh, Enzo. Oh, I know, I know, but I was just wondering. I was like, oh, this is gonna. I wonder if he's going to jump in on this real quick and shit on them real fast, too. But he never did. Um, they got heat? No, they don't. But, I mean, they, you know, obviously they have their history. And he's, you know, Tama Tonga. He's quick to jump on somebody shitting on, getting shit on. And, yeah, but he, he's uh, also, you know, he hangs out with the revival, not the revival, um, the, OC. Uh, the OC. They come to his house all the time. Yeah, but the OC. He praises Balor. He praises Becky all the time. He praises. Uh, but they're not the Bucks, man. Well, the Bucks were in the Bullet Club, though. I figured they were cool. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. it's He's quick to shun anyone. Just saying. Can Why we, would just real quick, can we reminisce about how good that fucking beatdown in San Francisco was when they <laughs> kicked the elite out of the Bullet Club? It was fucking amazing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, got the firing squad, brother. Got the firing squad. And you got the shirt on right now. That's yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I bought a Tomatonga shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees like a year ago that I haven't worn yet, and it's so fucking dope. It's got the, the mask that he wears on it. But I... I guess I didn't click the soft style shirt, and so the shirt's uncomfortable, which is probably why I haven't worn it. But I love Tama Tonga. Uh, yeah, watching and uh, catching up on the last week of like the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, dude, he's such a he's such a bad. I love that guy. He's so he's such a bad. Are they still ROH tag champs? Not ROH. No. Who they Briscoe's. lose? Briscoe's still the titles, I believe. Last time I looked. But Tama Tonga and 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 Tonga had the ROH titles. They haven't had the titles in a long time, though. I didn't. I didn't know they ever lost them. I haven't. Yeah, they lost them a long time ago. I want to say they lost them like, yeah, they lost them way the hell back. Yeah, because they won them at 
MSG. Yeah, they lost him like a couple months later. But so, uh, this IPA is getting a lot better as I get to the bottom of it. What did I tell you? That content's in there, man. I'm also on an empty stomach, and I also did a cycling class this morning where I burned like 800 calories in an hour. So I have no liquids inside me right now, and this is my replenishing. So I don't know if it's tasting better or if I'm getting a little buzzed. Yeah, it's probably both. <laughs> <laughs> um, other news, the New Day signed, all three signed new deals, five years. Um, so they will be sticking around. The question I have for you, Marty, is are they going to remain the New Day for the next five I years? I was just about to ask you the same thing. Um, I don't. I think that in that contract, there are going to be some individual runs for, for Big E and for um, Xavier. Now, Kofi got his run. I think that they worked in, you know, maybe not title. I I don't know. Maybe I think Big E should be in the get an opportunity to have a run. Maybe not be champion, but have a run for it. Um, but I think Xavier, at least one of them, go for the U.S. and the Intercontinental Championship. I think they they all should have um, a chance to go for a singles run. Which is good you mention that because we're going to talk about tag team split uh, having single opportunities in a little bit. Um, I was listening to I've been listening to the New Day podcast. I think they've got three of them out, and the latest one they talked about all the shitty names that WWE was giving them, and one of them was like the Million Man something or another taking off the on the Million Man march, and Kofi and Xavier hated it, and apparently Big E liked it, and so he went on this thing about how you know when I turn on y'all, I'm gonna start my own Million Man group with me and Byron Saxton and Cedric Alexander. <laughs> And like Tyler Breeze is gonna be the token white guy, and like Biggie is fucking hilarious. Like if he ever did turn on them, I wouldn't want him to be like a killer heel. I'd want him to be the funny, like funnier than KO type heel. Like that dude cracks me up. Um, so I I think they'll stay together. WWE makes way too much money on the New Day to break them up. Uh, oh, I agree, one hundred percent. Now, what I'm talking, I'm not talking about breaking them up. I'm talking about giving them into okay. Single I got you, kind of like Kofi did. Exactly. Just somebody, them fighting for one another. Yeah, I don't not just let them stuck as a tag team champion. That's all they get. Like you know, they obviously can do a singles title with the tag teams. They did that. They showed they can do that and hold it up. So why not give the other two guys an opportunity to have a title around their belt or strap around them while the tag teams? You know, I think that's. I think that's a good opportunity for them, especially because they are money. Right. Um, it was leaked online today that the 24-7 championship is retired. Like, What's and it? it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Already? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.net said he reached out to WWE, and they haven't answered him yet. But on their website, it says that the title's retired. Which is odd because it changed hands like four times at the MSG show over the weekend. Which also leads me to Andrade is your new United States champion, Marty. He won the title at a house show at MSG over the weekend, the holiday tour. He beat Rey Mysterio. I'm sorry, just uh, they uh, it was there was an error on the website and they've already mis- fixed the mistake and put it back in rotation with Truth as a champion. Okay, so breaking news here on Boots to the Face. The 24-7 title is not retired. You heard it here first. And if it was retired, it's probably because it's no longer called 24-7. It's the 24-7, 365, 48, 552 in the Cardinal U.S. title, National TV Championship now. European. You forgot European. (laughs) I fucking love our truth. (laughs) 
but yeah, Andrade is your new United States champion, which is odd because they had that gauntlet match that Seth Rollins just came out and was like, I want a shot at the title. And then he got booked at Royal Rumble to take on Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. And now Mysterio is not the champion anymore. Andrade won the title at MSG. Um, how do you feel about title changes happening at house shows? I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind it when they show it. If it's going to be a dark match that they're never going to show on a house show, then it's pointless. Because then the only you're going to see people are going to see it are the 500 people that are there. If you're going to do a title change like that, whoa, at least whoa, whoa. we're not talking about an AEW broadcast or 500 people. There's thousands of people at WWE. First of all, shows. I've gone to house shows out here for the WWE. And they're not that many people because they are a much smaller center. They're big. Let's put it this way: some of these places I've seen live show house shows are smaller than center stage. Just saying. Well, I've been to house shows out here in Atlanta, and they were fantastic. We sat front row at one a couple years ago, and it was so much fun. And the crowd was jacked. We went to Starcade last month, which was technically a house show. It was in a smaller arena, but there were still a few thousand people there. And here's the thing. When you look at it, why is a show at the Madison Square Garden a house show that's not aired? That's yeah, my that's, problem. It's that was Madison problem Square Garden. It's and not it's a tradition. Bank Arena in Ontario, California, or the Riverside Auditorium in Southern California. It's Madison it's Square Garden. Bojangles, the Bojangles Center out in fucking Winston-Salem. I, like what the fuck? It's, it's MSG. Air that shit so we can watch it on the network. You they have a network. Ass, they put that bunk ass arcade shit out there on the network. Right? <laughs> they've had two shows like that this last year that they've aired like that, but they don't do an MSG show on there. Are you kidding me? Come on. But uh, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I like the title changing hands in a house show. I love because that. I didn't say I without didn't say, it being an aired. Without it being aired also. Because that gives you reason to go. I mean, when they do a house show, what do they promote? World title match. Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. You go into it knowing that Becky's going to win. So what's the point of going? U.S. title match. Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. You go into it knowing Andrade's going to win. Especially with storyline going on on TV. And then, I mean, Mysterio's going to win. And then Andrade wins. And so it keeps the... And this is the second time that a title's changed hands at MSG, U.S. title, as a matter of fact, because AJ won in a couple years ago at a house show. So I I liked back in the day, Sting and Vader traded the world title on a European tour over like two weeks. Sting lost it to Vader and then won it back before they came back to the States. Like that's that's the kind of shit I like. Like make well, title changes. The same thing as like AJ winning the, the championship in England. Yeah. Yep. But that ended up being aired. The Sting and Vader thing was just a house show, and they reported it like on WCW Saturday night. Sting's no longer the world champion. Vader beat him. And then, like, a couple weeks later, Sting is the world champion again. He beat Vader in, like, somewhere else. I can't think of a European name right now. So, IPA is getting a lot better. Uh, you got any more announcements? Um, I believe that is it. Let's go ahead and get to our Wrestle Kingdom predictions, which you are in charge of, Marty, because you are the New Japan guru. There is so much shit to talk about. There's two nights this year, which is, I think, absolutely fantastic. Um, it, you know, a lot of stuff going on the first night that's going to lead into the second night. Um, but because of <clears throat> something you mentioned earlier, 
Um, this is the first Wrestle Kingdom in like six years with no member of the elite on the card. Um, and the fact that here's my take on that one, it's kind of odd, but they aren't coming over there and that they, they talk about how they're going to be able to promote and do the fuck man. What? I'm sorry. I, (laughs) so last night while I was watching NXT UK, I tweeted, I haven't watched NXT UK in forever. And the first time I turned it on is killer Kelly versus Tony storm in the opening match. Sign me the fuck up. And then I subtweeted it. That match was trash. <laughs> but Killer Kelly liked the first tweet. <laughs> Apparently, she didn't see the second one. <laughs> or maybe she just ignored the second one. That's probably what it was. She probably ignored the second one. This <laughs> asshole. She probably was like, Do I take back my fucking like from the first one? <laughs> yeah. She liked the first one and then the second one. She's like, What a dick. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, first year in like six years that the that not a single member of the elite. So the Bucks, Cody, uh, um, Kenny, none of them are on the card. Uh, with them talking about being able to wrestle other places, I get it. They're the you know the leads of AEW, uh, but we do have members of AEW at Wrestle Kingdom this year. So that's kind of odd that they're not. I don't see them anywhere on here. But the fact that Wrestle Kingdom fourteen has been talked about and um, highlighted and the, the hype is around it without any of them there speaks volumes for what New Japan is doing with their product and that's why I love New Japan so much um, <clears throat> but we'll go ahead and get into the first night we do have a stardom special match um, last time I checked this is the first women's match at Wrestle Kingdom um, Sir. regarding the elite and things of that nature it was reported last night and confirmed by Chris Jericho that if he's wrestling Tanahashi, right? Yep. If Tanahashi, if Tanahashi wins, beats him, he gets he a gets title a shot, shot at the, the AEW. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that out there. While you I was going to get to that when we talked about that match. I'm sorry. I didn't know you okay. saw it. You said you haven't been paying attention. I just wanted to throw it out there. No, I've, I've been paying attention to that stuff. That's been out there for a long time. Go ahead. Start him. First um, <clears throat> so women's match. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be shown at all. Uh, it, it's going to be a dark match, so it's not even going to be broadcast. Um, but either way, they're gonna, there's going to be a women's match on the Wrestle Kingdom card. Um, I mean, Mayu Iwatani, who's probably one of the, the best women's wrestlers in the world, is in a tag team match and probably going to go one way, go her way. But it's a tag team match and dark match, so we're not going to worry about too much. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of tag team matches, a lot of singles matches. Jump right into it. we got the Great Bash heel. Um Eight-man tag team. Yeah, I'm not going to go with it because you're not going to know any of these guys. I'm going to skip these matches, these P-Show matches, because they're basically people you're probably not going to know. Uh, we'll get to the first card, first match on the card. Eight-man tag team. <clears throat> Got Justin Thunder Liger, Fujinami, Great Suzuki, and the Tiger Mask uh, versus Naoko Sano, Otani, uh, Takaoi, and Taguchi in an eight-man tag team match. Uh, this is the big thing about this is this is this is Justin Thunder Liger's last weekend as a professional wrestler. He is retiring after night two. So this is one of his final two matches. Um, it's a eight man tag team. Do you have a pick on this? Justin Thunder Liger. Yeah, he's got to go out on top. He's a legend. Um, been around since 
Nitro first, well, clearly before Nitro first started, but I remember him from when Nitro started when I was in high school and always put on great matches for the Cruiserweights. Him and Rey Mysterio had some banger matches way back in the day. There's no way Jushin Thunder Liger goes out looking at the lights. Yeah, no way. Uh, that's the cool thing about, about them. I think that they honor him the way they should, not make him go out on his back. Um, next, another eight man tag team. They're, this is their full eight man tag team. And this one's going to be, this is going to be a great match. LIJ, represented by Evil and Sonata, to, um, Shingo and Bushi versus Suzuki Gun, uh, with Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Al Desperado. And uh, I got to say this. How the fuck is Zack Sabre Jr. still wrestling? Like, I just don't get it. I really don't. I get he's the British heavyweight championship or champion, but every time I watch his ass wrestle, I'm just like, how is he a fucking wrestler? Like, it just annoys oh, me. Oh, if you remember back at MSG, I told you this watching him live that I did not like him, and you were like, why not? What's wrong? He's not that bad, and apparently you're coming around now. No, I'm pretty sure that was we were talking about Will Ospreay at that time. Who did Osprey wrestle at MSG? Osprey West wrestled. Uh, no, it was Zack Saber Jr. because he used that move where he like ties the person up or whatever. Son of a bitch, you might be right. It was Zack Saber Jr. and he sucks. Just, the best yeah. thing about Zack Saber Jr. is there's like a fan on Twitter that her name is Snack Saber Jr. and I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing about him. So we got Ally J versus Suzuki Gun. This is going to be a great match. Um, I really don't know which way to go with here. Uh, personally, because they keep kind of highlighting Evil and Sonata and pushing them on their individual runs and pushing both a little bit of an individual push, I have a feeling that Evil and Sonata, unfortunately, are going to end up splitting up pretty soon. And I really don't want to see that happen. Um, but it, it might. Um, I don't, I don't know how much longer Suzuki is going to be wrestling. Um, I, I, for for some reason, I, I I have to go. I'm going with Suzuki Gun on this one for the win. Um, I'm going to pick the team of Ego, Ego, Evil and Sonata, Bushi and Takachi. I have a question because I was yelling at my kids in the background. I had the thing, the microphone on mute. Did we skip the women's match, the opening match? No. Or is that the one you told me I wouldn't know anybody? No, I, I said. Well, I guess I didn't get your pick on it. I said it was probably. I don't see them going any other way besides going Iwatani's way. Okay, well, just by me looking at the people, I'm gonna pick Hashiki. She looks like Asuka. Yeah, it's a tag her. team. She's tag team with. Iwatani. Okay, well, I'm picking their team. Okay. So I guess I picked the same one you did. Got it. She's gonna get the win though. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, and then another eight man tag team, Chaos versus Bullet Club. <laughs> I mean, the shit writes itself, man. Go to Ishi, Yano, and Yoshiashi, uh, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Takahashi. Like, Bullet Club is fine. Yeah, Bullet Club is fine. <laughs> Bullet Club is really kind of like the New Day. I'm never picking against them. Like, it's there's uh and i i was watching when i was i think that was the last week i was listening uh i felt i think I, I saw that like chase owens has the most amount of, of pinfall wins out of everybody on the a new japan roster this year oh, chase wow. fucking owens like 
Where the fuck did he come from? It's like, oh, Hangman Page left. Guess he's get the bump now. Oh, hey, Chase Owens. Um, yeah, I, I, it's Bullet Club. I think Bullet Club takes that one as well. Um, <clears throat> Chaos can't win everything. Um, real quick, you asked about news, and for some reason I didn't have this written. I have it written down, but it wasn't in my notes. New Japan is not going to be broadcast in the United States next year. So not on Axis anymore? Nope. There's no... There's no schedule right now for New Japan to be on US TV next year. Which is odd because they have a pretty long run, uh, tour coming to the US in the next month and a half. They're going to be down in the south and everything. But I'm okay with that because usually what they show on Access is like three months late anyways. So if you're watching Access for New Japan, then you are probably already know what's happening anyways. So I don't see what's the point. It's no big deal. Um Fucking pay the ten dollars a month and watch it on New Japan World. It's really not that bad. God damn, man! I can't pay ten dollars a month. I'm paying the network. I got Disney Plus. I got Netflix. I got fucking the Elite. They have a pay per view. Like shit. How much of this stuff can we keep paying for? We'll talk. We'll talk. HBO now. I got because I'm trying to get caught up on Game of Thrones. Um, I'm only on like season four. And by the way, white people in Game of Thrones are so stupid. <laughs> I uh so here's a nice thing. I did have HBO uh, now, um, uh, but with my because I have cable now, um, it's included. So it's 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 I got it for free for a year on that. So it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, we were I was actually talking about like all those different streamings yesterday. Luckily, I have Verizon, so I have Disney Plus for free for a year. So that's awesome. Um, definitely drops things down. But yes, <sighs> Mandalorian was so good. Dude. Have you seen any of it yet? Fuck yeah, I finished it yesterday when it first released. My favorite part is when Gina Carano and the Mandalorian are arm wrestling and Yoda thought she was beating him up and Yoda's like, bitch. <laughs> Starts choking her. <laughs> it was fantastic. She was like, what the fuck is that about? Like, I can't trust him. Yoda was like, you better leave my guy alone. Right. The hell you think is going on, lady? <laughs> Next, we got back. We got our uh, tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Gorillas of Destiny, Tonga Loa and Tamatanga holding their belts up against the winners of the World Tag League, Finn Juice. So Juice Robinson and David Finley, IWGP Tag Teams, G.O.D. or Finn Juice. Ain't nobody really than Gorillas. And just so, here's the thing I got to mention. When it comes to the titles... For New Japan, with the exception of like two of them that were just like, um, like that were um, just filled for the voids of the title, like the last like three months. Most of the titles have been either back from June or from February to January, and God has had the tag team championships since um since last February. So they some of these titles have been held for almost a year. Uh, so just keep that in mind too. They have they haven't been changing title hands very often this year. I got the Gorillas of Destiny, like, and I'm not even. It ain't even close nope. by a mile. That works for me. If Juice Robinson, David Finley beat God, it would be a surprise of the year. Um, and fuck that shit. Um, first member of AEW showing up at Wrestle Kingdom. For the United States Championship, <clears throat> only the match can only be won by a 10-count knockout or by submission in a Texas death match. Lance Archer 
John Moxley. I mean, Moxley. Yeah. I, He's I, SI's I, wrestler of the year for some odd reason, which I disagree yeah. with, even though I love Moxley. But I think that's a bullshit award. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> junior heavyweight championship, Will Ospreay versus the ret- they recently returned Hiromu Takahashi. I'm picking Takahashi just because I'll never pick Will Ospreay. I don't know what your hate for Ospreay is, man. I just I don't, don't like him. He's such an awesome performer. I love that guy. I gotta so say, one one of his fa- like one of my favorite matches is Osprey versus Marty Scurll, and that match was fantastic. Um, Are you being serious right now? Yes, I'm being serious. Right now. That was such a great match. I'm not. I'm not being biased because when I was there and two because it's Marty. But I'm just saying it was a great fucking match. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think with the return of Takahashi, I think he go ahead and gets this title. Especially since Osprey's had it for like eight months. Um, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So here's the thing. The next two matches are the main titles and are part of the uh, Dash for Gold. So essentially, by the end of night two, there will be one single holder for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. So both of these matches have implications for the next two matches on the last two matches on night two. So first, ICW or IC Championship, Jay White versus Naito. I breathe with Switchblade. You already know that. Jay White's my guy. I remember I liked him and nobody else liked him, and now all of a sudden, all everybody's on board with well, you Jay know White. Why? You know why? Because he had a feud with Seth Rollins. So everyone's gonna go Jay White. Um, the only reason why I go Jay White is because of the matchup that's gonna happen on night two. Um, I don't think Naito gets the matchup for the night two, but um, that's why. So to lead to that, the second half, <clears throat> IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kazuchika Okada versus the winner of the G1 Climax, who beat Jay White to be in this moment, Kota. Ibushi. This one is difficult. So don't um, forget. So you have Jay White winning. So the winner of this match will be fighting Jay White for both belts. Oh. It's got to be Okada then. Okada? Oh, man. Why are they unifying the belts? I don't know. I have no idea why. I missed why they're doing it. I just think they want somebody, the first person to hold both belts. So are they getting rid of the, the, the Intercontinental eight. title and keeping the U.S. title? No. I think they're just I think they're just having the, this person. Because of right now, who the four name, top names of the organization are, it's the perfect time to do so. And have an undisputed like champion like that. But what about the U.S. title? Well, the U.S. title is in the same level as the IC championship. It's, uh, I mean, it's a second-tier championship. It is a second-tier championship, but it's not even being, I mean, I mean, once John Moxley ha- holds this title, it might be elevated. But let's be honest, I've, in, the, w- in know, the WWE, I've, we hold I've, up the IC title above the U.S. championship. But this let's isn't the WWE. Um, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to pick Ibushi. 
You're picking Ibushi. I think Ibushi's going to win both nights, and he's going to have both the titles. So this is where I come down to it. Okada is the face of New Japan. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for him to have both titles. But, but. He's also the John Cena of New Japan. Abushi is the baby face of all baby faces in New Japan. And to have him hold up both titles, he's the right person. I think it's the perfect opportunity to get him over higher than anybody else in the past and have him holding up both straps. And it basically, it's not saying it's going to be the same level, but in Japan, it would be like Becky Two Belts at the end of WrestleMania. It really would be because you have the baby face of baby faces holding up both titles. And as much as I would love to see Okada do it, and he's the face of the organization, it's the perfect time to put it around Kota. And I think and that's then, why he gets it. And they'd also be a big fuck you to Kenny Omega. Like, look what I get to do when I don't have your ass tying me down. Yep. I'm fucking Ibushi two belts. Yeah. Also, I mean, to go with that, like, Ibushi is the only person to beat all three of those guys this year. He beat Naito, he beat Jay White, and he beat Okada. So he beat all three of those guys this year too. So I think it's a, it's like a it's it's just fitting, man. I think it's like I like the cherry on top. Uh, and I think he's the perfect person to put them both on there. Especially with like Naito and Jay White. Like you got two heels right there. You got Okada who's he's not a heel, but he's not like the he's not a baby face either. I feel like it just depends on just who's like you're talking fucking to. Fucking man is all he is. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> Um, and that's so that's night one, night two. Not as many matches, but it basically implications of everything from the night before. Um, there is a one show, one match on the pre card. It's a gauntlet match for the never open weight six man tag team championships. Uh, the most violent players um, versus Chaos, which Ishii Yoshiashi and Robbie Eagles versus BC with Balak Fale, Chase Owens, and Takahashi versus Ally J with Evil Tagaji and Bushi. Versus Suzuki Gun. Um, so if you didn't catch all that, there's four tag teams going for the six man tag team championships. Um, who do you have? Yep, yep. Bullet Club. That, um, that th- I I agree, and that's why I kind of one reason why I went with Suzuki Gun that I, on night one because Bullet Club comes back and wins the titles night two. Um. <clears throat> In his last match, it's a tag team match, um, Justin Thugger, Thunder Tiger or Thunder Liger um, and Naoko Sano with um, Ryu Lee and Hiromi Takahashi in his retirement match. Does he go out on top or does he go on his back? On top. I think he wins both nights. Yeah. I think they give Justin Thunder Liger more shine than what people think they probably will, which he deserves also. Third match, tag team championship, uh, IWGP junior heavyweights. Got Bullet Club, Ishimori, and Al Fantasmo versus Rapanji 3K, show and yo. Uh, Bullet Club retain and win, or Rapanji 3K get that belt? Bullet Club. I think Rapanji 3K gets these belts. And I think it'd be fitting. I mean, they so Bullet Club took the belts from Rapanji 3K back in June. Um, I think that it's, I think that we got to have some kind of title changes. Um, I, I think that both the tag, I think Bullet Club wins the six man, but then they lose, uh, the tag teams, the junior heavyweights. Um, you said Bullet Club. Yep. Okay. Singles match for the British heavyweight championship. And this is what I was talking about earlier about 
tag teams being given their singles push. Um, we got Zack Sabre Jr. defending his British Heavyweight Championship um, against Sonata. And over the last year, ever since he lost the tag teams back back in July or June or February, uh, they've been separating Evil and Sonata. Evil's had a push, and then Sonata's had a push. Evil just fought Okada a couple months ago for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, I don't know if they're splitting them up, but they've both been given their individual runs. Um, do you think that so on this one, Saber Jr. fighting Sonata? Uh, I'm gonna go for just gonna say it. I think Sonata wins, and I think he gets his first individual championship. I agree with you. I think Sonata's gonna win also. And then we got the, and you know what? The, the uh, a couple weeks, not like beginning a couple weeks, about a week and a half ago, uh, there was a tag team um, match, and Sonata, Evil, and Sonata were winning pretty well, and then like Zack Saber just kind of like. I don't know where rolled Sonata up and got the pin on Sonata. It was so annoying. Just got to throw it out there. Fuck, fuck Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> they fucking, oh. And then he put the belt in like in Sonata's face. I'm like, that motherfucker better lose that belt. Sonata better take it and then whip his ass with that strap. I'm just saying. Um, so IWGP United States Championship uh, to be determined. So basically the Moxley or Lance Archer versus Juice Robinson. Juice trying to get that U.S. championship back. I think Moxley went, no. Damn it. Juice is going to win. Because yeah. Moxley's probably done in New Japan uh, once he fulfills his. Because he couldn't wrestle at the last one and he ended up getting stripped for it. So I think I think this is kind of a. Uh, kind of, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type thing. Like, I apologize for not being here. Let me come to Wrestle King. And also, it's Wrestle Kingdom. It's not like he's showing up at a house show. Right. Like, it's a huge payday and huge uh, notoriety for him. But I think he wins night one and he loses night two to Juice because Juice is going to be there for the long haul. And I don't know why, but people like Juice Robinson. So, Agreed. 100%. I'm on the same wavelength as you on that one. Singles match for the Never Openweight Championship. Kenta um, versus Goto. Who do you got? Kenta. That works. I got Kenta as well. Um, what was his bullshit ass name? WWE. Um, damn it. I can't remember. It I right can't now. remember his name because he's dead. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Singles match. To be determined versus to be determined. Uh, who do you got? Uh, just kidding. It's going to be the loser of the Okada Ibushi match versus the Oka- loser of White Naito. So basically, Okada versus Naito. Well, Okada's going to win it. But what's the point of it? It's just that singles match, just to have them. Also, it's just like who gets third place and the fourth place people. Basically. Hey, you know what? I think, it probably, it probably elevates win. I think that. Okada's going to lose both matches. Yeah. I think I think, I think this is where I think this is where they give Naito the push above Okada and and I think Okada becomes that that top tier talent who starts who isn't in the title picture for a little bit. I think this is what they're doing for him. Um, he's going to be doing the favor and just and doing the job. And yeah, I got Naito winning this night as well. Yeah, because he loses nothing by losing both matches. He's kind of like The Rock and Austin 
in the unification of the title matches that lost to Jericho. They got Jericho over huge. Which they talked they talked about that a couple weeks ago on New Japan because they were talking about Jericho and they were talking about the gold for da- uh, dash for gold and they're talking about Jericho beating Rock in Austin that night uh, to unify the championships. I was like, oh okay, way to go, Kevin Kelly. Um, singles match talked about this already. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. If Tanahashi wins, he gets a shot at the AEW Championship. Here's my problem with this. I love this match. I love the stipulation. What I don't care for is the fact that they talk about these these rankings and these wins and wins matter. They talk about you know Cody being there, or who's going to defend it, who's going to fight Jericho for the championship next, and then Tanahashi is going to have one match against Jericho if he wins, he gets a title shot. I get it. He wins the beats the champion. Obviously, you get a shot at the title. Makes sense. That's the way the business is ran. But what the fuck did Tanahashi do to to get an opportunity at the AEW Championship? Well, if he beats Jericho, that's what he did. I know. I get that, but still. I get it's a stipulation on there. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, at the same time, I, I, I don't like it, but I do like it, if that makes sense at all. Because then it's going to bring Tanahashi. If he wins, it brings Tanahashi to AEW for a title match. Um, it elevates that even more because now it's it's a title that's really being defended worldwide. Um, do you got Jericho or Tanahashi? Uh, this one's hard because I know New Japan and AEW aren't on the best of terms right now. Um, this would give Jericho a newer opponent to defend the title against since nobody in AEW right now is kind of stepping up as far as record-wise goes. But at the same time, if Tanahashi was to be awarded an AEW title, you know he's not going to win. So it'd be just a waste of a couple months of programming until Jericho gets to the next pay-per-view and defends his title against whoever that is. So I could see it both ways, but I think Tanahashi wins, and I think Jericho beats him for the AEW title. So Tanahashi wins in New Japan, and Jericho wins in America for AEW. Uh, I agree 100%. That's that's who I have down. Um, also think that because this puts this is Jericho's third Wrestle Kingdom and it puts him as third loss at Wrestle Kingdom. Um so yeah, I think it definitely sets up for the exact situation scenario you put forward. Um final match of the weekend, double or the double gold dash, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, winner takes all. What we have down, we have Abushi versus Switchblade. I'm pretty sure you said this. It's Bushi yeah. holding up the belt. Do you think Kenny Omega returns if he wins the belts and, and comes out there and surprises everybody him being out there with him and celebrates? No. No? Okay. I think this is a way to get him away from, you know, kind of like we used to say Becky was Charlotte's best friend, and now she's kind of stepped away. <laughs> Bringing Omega out there would just revert back to being another half of the Golden Lovers. Beating the Robin to the Batman? Yeah. And and I think that would I think that would set him back. That would and take now we away got fucking Nightwing out there. That would take sense. away the shine from him winning the title by bringing Omega back. Because Omega coming back, even just to celebrate with him, would be a huge story in wrestling, and it would take the shine off of Abushi unifying 
the top two titles in the company. So yeah, and then not getting a a uh, a Wrestle Kingdom sign off with goodbye and good night. Wow. We actually haven't heard that. We haven't haven't heard that shit all in a fucking year, over a year. God damn. Yeah, because he's too busy getting his ass whooped. Dude, about that, like, he's become the jobber of all. He's jobbing out more than Santana Garrett. That's the sad part. Ooh, I'm telling. I'm just saying, I love Santana, but I I see what they're doing to her, and it's fucked up. But Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. Omega. You just called her a big jobber. I don't know how I'm cutting this up. Kenny Omega. Is jobbing more. He's losing. They, they're, they're, their organization is jobbing out Kenny Omega and doing him dirty, just like WWE is doing Santana dirty. Kenny Omega is basically the 2019 hipster version of the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, shit. I don't know about that. I know. That was a little reach, but. It'd be fun I, to stir some people up. Fuck. <laughs> Robert Custis is listening to this right now, cussing me, calling me all everything but a child of God right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, is our Wrestle Kingdom 14 predictions and discussions. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Um, early as hell, long as hell. Um, I'm interested to see if it's still going to go like four hours each night or it's going to be like three hours each night because I'm really dig hoping it's three hours each night. Um, but one thing I didn't notice, though, is it Sunday, Monday, or is it Saturday, Sunday? I don't know, but that's too much. Two nights, four hours each. That's Hold on. I know but people if, shit if on you, WrestleMania. But if you look, like at, if you look at New Japan, okay, so it's Saturday and Sunday. If you look at New Japan, though, that's all they do. Like if you look at G1 Climax, if you look at – um, World Tag League. If you look at the Junior Heavyweight Tournament, it's literally between like five and fifteen nights, and each night is three hours long. I love New Japan, but I, I tell you right now, I do not watch every event because that's it's that's that's too much. That's like fifty hours of wrestling a week. I just can't do. Not on, that's on top of everything else. So like, I watch the big events. I watch. Uh, the like the finales of all these different tournaments, and I watched some episodes and catch matches between that because, yeah, it's especially G1 Climax, man. Like, that is ridiculous. That is so fucking long. I need somebody to make like a Hulu Plus version of all the wrestling that happens every week where it just gives hey, me hey, 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 talk about that shit off, off production, man. <laughs> That'd be a good idea, though. For some, yeah, actually, to say I keep saying that because that shit was here, heard here first, December yeah, 29th. 2019, a How wrestling. How would that be if somebody cut up like the most important aspects of every wrestling show every week like to like 15 half, minutes per and show, and then you combined it all together and you can watch everything and get the gist of everything within an hour and a half without missing like the important shit because a lot of it's filler. That would be fan, and then they could tell you like, hey, you might want to go back and watch this match. This match was dope. Matches of the week would go with it. like the top top two matches from every show. And then they so, give you all the storylines. Like, so what you're saying is that we need to get a YouTube page updated? I'm not doing it. I got enough shit on my plate right now. Like, I can't. If I, had I need somebody that stuff, lives with their mom, that's got a neck beard, that's about 400 pounds with a Donald Trump t-shirt on, I need them to do this. Just leave out all the Jim Cornette stuff. Anyways. <laughs> 
Okay, so before we finish up, I just want to say this was good. This Broken Skull IPA, it started out a little rough. I enjoyed it now. I've only had one of them. Like I said, I'm on an empty stomach. Um, no calories in my body right now, so I'm way way more buzzed than I think I should be off one beer. But towards the end of it, it got a lot better. Um, I think once the air got to it, because I poured it in a glass, it kind of knocked the bitterness out of it. Um, yeah, the, cans, the, the can, I don't know why, but the can gives it a different flavor. I will tell you, um, besides the Boulevard Tropical, but for a regular IPA without any kind of like gimmick flavors in it, it's probably the best IPA I've ever drank. So, and you Stone heard that Cold, here first. Stone Cold, I doubt you stuck around if you did listen to the review of it after that first 10 minutes. But if somebody tags you in the end of this, kudos, sir. This was a good IPA. I don't know about the price tag on it, but uh, I enjoy it. And I'll probably have one a year. If they if if El Segundo starts um, supplying their stores again, so we can buy it out here, it'd be much different. Because it actually, when you buy it from the stores, was cheaper than when you. And then the giant ass fucking bottles, like the twenty four ounce bottles, was cheaper than that shit. And but the fact they did like a pre order from the brewery and had to go pick it up, a full case, like uh, it was ridiculous. But they need to reach like redo. And they don't. Here's the thing: like they don't even do that one in a growler. That sucks. Well, Marty, I hope you have a happy new year. Be safe in whatever you're doing. Um, appreciate another year of boot to the face. Happy holidays, as the people say. If you got any last of the year announcements or advice you want to give to the listeners, the floor is yours. Uh, I don't. I mean, this next week is going to be. I mean, I know we're giving a Wrestle Kingdom prediction a week ahead of time. I'm going to give you plenty of time to listen to us. And check out check even if you don't watch New Japan, um, are you but you're interested in Wrestle Kingdom? Check out the Road to Wrestle Kingdom. Like the last just a couple episodes uh, shows um, within the last two weeks, just leads up to everything of everyone that's matched and has matches and different tag teams. It basically does what the WWE does for three months, leading up to WrestleMania. It does in like three nights, uh, and it sets it up. It tells you everything from the backstories, who's been doing what, why people are where they are. What we're going to get at Wrestle Kingdom, um, and then when we get there, just enjoy it. It's a great event. It's it's. I mean, I love it. I wish that one day I can. I hope that one day I can be there. I wanted to be there this year for it. I'm kind of glad I'm not because it's a two day event. Um, but I hope that one day I can be at Tokyo Dome to watch Wrestle Kingdom because this really is a, a event of all events. Um, it, I mean, it's WrestleMania for New Japan. It's the biggest event and and show outside of WrestleMania. And it's definitely one to watch. Well, sir, you will have to settle for going to Tampa and WrestleMania with me because we got the tickets last week. And I'm predicting it'll be Becky Lynch's first one-on-one WrestleMania match. I just don't know against who. And I think they've been saving it for me to be in the building for it. So, and she's probably going to lose, too. You want to know what's awesome? Is that (laughs) Wrestle Kingdom is this weekend? And then we are technically officially in WrestleMania season. We are on the road to Royal Rumble, which kicks off WrestleMania. We are literally in on the road to WrestleMania in less than a week. And it is amazing. Um, real quick, Alicia Atut, is that how you say her name? Alicia Atut, the interviewer. Uh she signed oh, yeah. MLW. Did She's she now officially an MLW 
backstage interviewer. So congrats to her. I thought she signed with them a long time ago, though. Uh, six days ago was the where she just updated that she's officially her signed her first wrestling contract to where she's ex- exclusive to MLW. Okay, so she, because she was doing MLW backstage for a while, she's doing all kind of shit. Yeah, okay, Starcast, all that stuff. Uh, That's awesome. Been, That's a, really cool. been a great year of wrestling. This has been episode sixty-two of Boot to the Face. Happy New Year to all the listeners. We hope to see you in twenty twenty. For Marty Vasquez, I am Chris Rucker. Episode 62. Peace! Later.